ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our full video, Beyond the Bulletin. If you are joining us via audio, you are doing yourself uh, a disservice by not being able to look at my face. Uh, we are on <laughs> YouTube. You can check us out, Beyond the Bulletin. Are we on YouTube? Or no, we we're Vimeo? not on YouTube. Are we on Vimeo? We're on Vimeo, ladies and gentlemen, the place <laughs> where old people go to watch their stories. Uh, but today we have Steven. Hey. Hi, Steven. Hey. I'm back. And you know what? We're inside recording today. Unlike last week, we were outside at Deacon Baldi's. But guess what? It's just as hot. It is just, it as, is just hot. as hot in here as it was outside at Deacon Baldi's. You know, it's not the heat. It's the humidity. Yeah. No, it's really it's, just it's the facilities the people not turning the AC on right now oh, trying to save money, <laughs> which is a good thing, which is a good thing. We'll sweat it out. We'll sweat it out. This. Times are tough. All right. We have a special guest. We have a very special guest. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, buckle up, father. So special. I don't know how this special. This is actually very special. Okay, so this is, I think this is episode 33 okay. of Beyond the Bulletin, very which is spiritual. appropriate, the age of uh, Christ on the cross, and it's the first time we've had a priest on the show. Hey. Okay. Persona Christi. Look at that. Da, 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 you, father? Da, da, da. father Kings. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> just, just, just so excited to see what's going to so, yeah. so, Father Kingsley, <laughs> so we. Uh, we have we have some people that watch this that are not parishioners. Obviously, if you are a parishioner, you know Father Kingsley. Um, he's our parochial vicar here, uh, meaning he uh, – what does parochial vicar mean, actually? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I mean, it, means you're, it means you're not the head guy. It, it could be a, a, another way of, you know, you know, for the pastor to say, you know, I'm the one in charge. So, <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be associate pastor. But, okay, so, you know, it, so, uh, like, so, like, if if St. Anthony's – Power moves, baby, power moves. If St. Anthony's were the Vatican, which some people here think that it is, if it were the Vatican, Father Tom would be the Pope, and you would be prefect for the congregation of the doctor. Yeah, maybe one of the one of the cardinals. One of the cardinals. One of the, cardinals. <laughs> one of the secretary of state. And I am the Swiss guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you wear goofy clothing. Wow. Um, yeah. No Rough. parochial, or excuse me, the word vicar uh -huh. uh, la uh, language lesson is the same word where we get the word vice. Yeah. Right. So as in vice uh -huh. president, vice principal, exactly. Miami uh -huh. Vice, maybe not that one, mm -hmm. but. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. not Miami Vice. Miami Vice is where we get the word vicious. Um, but yeah, so there he's the vice principal pastor, parochial meaning pastor. So that's yeah, right. but not just the, not just, you know, the altar server of the, <laughs> you're not the, the chief pastor. Altar server. No, no, I'm not the chief. You're not, you're not the, you're <laughs> we're joined today by our chief altar server. <laughs> he's not the assistant to the manager. He's the assistant manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So Father Kingsley, uh, I think uh, many of our parishioners know you uh, just from seeing you at Mass, hearing your fantastic homilies on Sundays and, and throughout the week, but maybe they don't know everything the about man. you. Mm -hmm. So I think that the way we should do this, uh Oh, here we go. I think we should play like a round of uh, like 20 questions okay. between mm -hmm. you and I. Okay. And we have not talked about this ahead of time, oh, but we're, this is just going to be a, a, a spitfire round of questions that we're going to ask you mm -hmm. okay. about your life. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start really easy, okay? Um, so these don't have to be long answers. They could be, but they don't have to be. All right. Uh, I and like I can, and I can as well yield my time. Some of the ones I don't want to answer, I can. <laughs> yeah. I yield my time for I mean, the yields his time. <laughs> back to those. You can't do that. All right. So let's start with an easy one. Let's start with an easy one. Uh, where uh, Where is your family from in Nigeria? Where were you born? That sort of thing. Okay. Anyway, I'm born in Nigeria, from the eastern part of Nigeria, and there. I still have my families there, so I visited. Uh, fortunately, I visited early this year before the the lockdown. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. got back Thank just God. in time. Yeah. Huh? So that was where yeah. I was born and raised uh, until when I left Nigeria and went to Europe for many years before I came to the United States. Where, where'd you go? Uh, my question, where'd you go when you <laughs> left uh, Nigeria to Europe? Where would you, where'd you find I was you? in Rome. I, I, I lived in Rome for more than five years. Oh, okay. And what, uh, where were you in Rome? Hey, what were you up whoa, to? Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, sorry. Whoa. I'm asking follow-up questions. I get to ask here. the follow-up question. <laughs> Remix. Okay. Remix. So I'm going to ask a different question. Father, how, this is a two-part question, though. I'm tying it together at one time. Okay. Here he goes. Here he goes. How many languages do you speak, and what are they? Uh, they used to be, you know, I say used to, you know, at, at some point you're going to be doing much better than in one other language than other. Mm -hmm. So right now I think I can say I speak up like five languages. Mm -hmm. I speak Italian. I speak a Dutch. You speak Dutch? Dutch? Yeah. That's awesome. I had no idea. Say yeah. something in Dutch. Um, say say the say the sign of the cross. Sign of the cross in Dutch. I mean, you know, Dutch is a, a little bit a Protestant country, so I don't. Yeah. You know, sign of the cross will be something. I don't think. You know, I can't remember <laughs> that. Do it. I, I can't remember that one easily. Let me just think about what I. You know. Um, uh, Ovidazin. Ovidazin will be at the end of this show to say Ovidazin, you know, see you next time. Like, yeah. you know, I thought that was, I, I thought Ovidazin was like German. German. That's why German, Dutch is, yes, you call oh, it you Dutch. Mean Deutsch. Not Deutsch. 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 Oh. So you have the one of Deutsch or the one of. Uh, so you speak, you speak German. Yeah, German. Oh, yeah. not, not Dutch. Uh, I'm not Dutch. Not. Ah. You're talking of the one of the ah. Netherlands? I'm talking like what yeah. like Austin Powers called it. Freaky Deaky Dutch. Yeah, that's the Netherlands. That's the Dutch. Netherlands. Okay, yeah. German. Deutsch. Okay, Deutsch. German. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. German. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long, long, were you in Germany? I was in Germany two years. Close two, to two years. years. Yeah, and this is all education-wise? Yeah, it's just education-wise. I was okay. working on my PhD when I was in Germany. Do you see how I've started to ask questions? I've already broken your yeah, rule. Yeah, I'm really okay, upset about it. So we got it. Italian. We got English. Okay, we, we got, got German. Uh, German, we got uh, Spanish. 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 Uh, of course, my local, my mother tongue is Igbo. Igbo. How much okay. is that? How many of that? Igbo. That's five. That's okay. so far. Okay. All right. So, all right. Tell me, tell me something. Uh, can you compliment me in Igbo? One, because I need compliments, but yeah, two, just because I, I want to hear Igbo. Okay. Okay. The compliment will be, uh, <laughs> compliments will be, <laughs> Mokomarama. What does that mean? Okomarama is a handsome man. Oh, oh it's a compliment. <laughs> I hope my wife is listening. I, I expect you to tell me this later. And didn't realize priests could lie so easily. Wow. <laughs> Rude. All right, all right. Uh, well, since since you did not affirm me, I'm going to steal the next question. Fair enough. I all right, so, uh, Father, um, when did you first feel you had a calling to the priesthood? I mean, that was very early, you know, when I was, I think, uh, around that kind, nine to 10 years, when I was still, you know, I think that was the end of my, let's say, middle school. You know, middle school, when I was like, then I was an altar server, you know, I, that was when I began to sense that I wanted to be a priest, you know. But then, you know, of course, you know, the, the desire will come and go, you know, sometimes you, you want to do it, then. At that time, you didn't want to do it. Then a pretty girl walks by and you say, <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the good thing is that, you know, you live in a setting that is not like you're not a monk, you know. You, yeah. li you live like every other person, which is something that is very good in the discernment of any vocation. Yeah. So you're going to discern in the midst of 
every options. Right. You know, so because if you kind of seclude yourself, then you can't see clearly of yeah. other realities. So, and I was just growing up like every other kid of my age. And did your family? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say, how it. many siblings did you have in your family? <laughs> and, I have six. And you how did they? Six re- brothers and sisters. <laughs> yes. Nice. And how did they react? Including myself. Including so, yourself. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm the last. Nice. And ah, the, the baby. Oh, yeah. baby. And, and, and how did they react as well as your parents when you told them that you wanted to become a priest? You know, from the side of my parents, there wasn't, uh, my dad wasn't so much excited and he wasn't against it. Mm. So he is the type that would just, he believed in time we tell. So, mm. you know, you say it's okay. Yeah, he's not going to jump up. And no, no, he's, he, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> something to jump up on, you know. Yeah. So, Neat. then You're my mom the was okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was just okay. Each day, just a kind of unfolding, you know. Okay. You know, but there was no, on their part, there was no kind of, pressure of any kind to say, yeah, we want you to do this. Yeah. So they left it entirely f- for me to decide. And they were so open to say, okay, even if that is not what you want to do, it's still okay. It so. sounds like your parents are very wise in how they reacted just in case it didn't work out. Because I, I have heard like stories of, uh, you know, of friends who thought they had a vocation and whether they did or they didn't got a strong reaction from family. And that's exactly, I think, what we shouldn't do necessarily um, oh, you mean like my parents who celebrated, told all their friends, and then I didn't end up doing it, and then I felt shamed every time they looked at me? Yeah, 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 like that. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, actually. I mean, even myself sometimes, like, my family, I think, thought that I was going to be a priest, and my mom, you know, it was like this thing, and it was like, no, that didn't end up happening, and yeah. which is great, you know, because I found my vocation, but uh, it, I think that there's something to the way your parents reacted that's really wise, and just not not having a strong reaction one other way one way or the other, excuse me, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying, but being just supportive throughout is yeah. really important. I mean, they were so open because the only way to see the will of God is just to be open. Yeah. Because they believe that it's going to take time because I'm not going to become a priest today because I just I say I want to become a priest. Right. So they were just open to see what the will of God. Yeah. And I mean, being open means he could end up being a priest or he could not end up being a priest, whichever way is the will of God. So they understood it more better than myself. That's understand awesome. to, you know. Yeah. So, so my question for you is, now that you've been a priest, what has been your favorite moment as a priest so far? You know, uh, let me just put it this way. The idea of growing in your identity. So being a ministerial priesthood was not what I was. Actually, on Monday, no, no, on June 1st will be my anniversary. Ah, so June 1st, first, guys, nice. will be my first anniversary as a priest. So, That's I mean, awesome. you, you continue to grow into that identity. Because mm-hmm. at some point, only a priest knows what is going on within him yeah. when he's celebrating the sacraments. Right. Because there is no super. So gradually, you know, it became a gradual way of me, you know, allowing myself to be absorbed into the mysteries of Christ. So each, each sacrament that I celebrate is so rich in itself because it's not about me, it's just a kind of me being a, a, a way that God transmits. Though on what I am, but God chose to transmit his graces through me. So each day, I mean, I, I can choose and say, oh, this is the best of it. So the sacraments are just, you know, living that life because each day, as I say, takes me to another level of discovering who I am because it's another way of me growing in my identity as a priest, which never occurred immediately. Yeah. I became a priest. I don't want to say the struggles I had, my doubts, it happened. It was so real. 
You know, at, as you know, as a newly ordained priest, as some days you step and say, "Come on, guys, are we kidding?" Yeah. <laughs> you show up at Saint Anthony's, you're like, "What the what?" <laughs> well, we we were joking about that earlier today because because uh, we found out this week uh, that we're going to have two seminarians this summer yeah. and. Uh, one just and, for the summer, a younger guy, right. and another one for the year. Pretty and cool. one of Father Tom's favorite questions to ask seminarians when they're assigned to our parish is, what is your greatest fear? To which we all laughed because sometimes their fears, like, they think they have a fear until they come here, and then we make sure they leave with a whole host of fears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, fears just or baggage. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we leave them with hope. No, we've loved, our seminarians have truly been awesome, uh, yeah. at least in, so in my lucky. time here. So, um, all right, so next question uh, for it's Father Kingsley, uh, what in your first year of your priesthood has surprised you the most? That could be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, I must say the truth. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, say the truth. Everyone, no one expected a pandemic, so that can't be your answer. <laughs> no, but of course, my life as a priest, you know, yeah. being a priest, I mean, some of the surprises will just hit you even where you least expected it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, challenging the reality of who you are. For me, that it was some days, I must tell you the truth. Beside that it happened during this pandemic. Because remember, I was celebrating my newly everything then. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say this is not the best trial that a newly ordained priest can have. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to happen because right. yeah. I'm still in my first year of priesthood. Yeah. Everything has, I mean. You're what you're what people call a baby priest. In a way, that first yeah, year, right? Yeah, baby priest. I don't know if you yeah. like that term. But I, don't, I don't like that. Okay. Like I wouldn't accept that. Like, <laughs> I don't like that. I wouldn't accept that. We'll just stick with new priest then. Yeah. <laughs> but I must say the truth. You know, the surprises, my lowest moment were those moments that I felt so bad for the people of God. Mm-hmm. I can, during this pandemic, I can feel, you know, the deep wounds so because then you understand as a priest, you carry the people of God in your heart. Mm, yeah. You understand? So that is one of the, because you become Christ for the people of Christ. Another Christ, not just taking the place of Christ, but, you know, carrying their bodies. I really felt it myself, you know. You know and those days, you know, made me to feel so bad. Mm-hmm. But the only way out was to bring them in, to, to God in prayers. Mm-hmm. Say, God, you know what? I must be honest with you today, I'm feeling very bad. Mm-hmm. So all those moments, you know, those emotions, I can feel them within my heart. I think that was, you know, it, it happened in this first year in St. Anthony, I should be having, you know, I have not even celebrated my first summer. Yeah. You know, I could have enjoyed going with all the summer school with the youth and all those yeah. stuff. Yeah. It never happened, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I could feel it. You know, when the church, people deserted the church. In mm-hmm. the evening, you can see you are the only one in this compound that was never empty of people. Right. So it really dawned on me that, wow, this is... Yeah, especially a campus like St. Anthony's. I mean, no. normally our schedule, there, there's no room for anything uh, mm-hmm. around it's here. Go, go, so, go all the time. Yeah, so, and, and maybe maybe that maybe that is what God is trying to do for all of us is to slow us down, you know, uh, so that we can reflect and experience that desolation that you're kind of talking about. Because yeah. uh, I didn't even think about this upcoming summer. Like, I know Father Tom, his, I think one of his favorite things in the world to do is go to Covecrest with our, with our youth group. Yeah, to do and, the summer camp stuff. Yeah, to do the summer. And that's all been canceled at least through, you know, June. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. When you went home as a priest mm-hmm. for the first time since you left, right? Wasn't yeah. it like eight years or? 
How many years? Yeah, like yeah. eight years. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I was in Europe. I never went home. Then from Europe. You came here. I came. Yeah. yeah. So what what was your uh what was your favorite moment when you were out there back in Nigeria with your family for that? You have three weeks to a month, something like that, right? Yes, I, I had three I was there for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so interesting that, you know, because I have nephews and nieces and all of them, they have been hearing about me. <laughs> Probably they have seen my pictures, but I have not really. Yeah. So I remember that day when I entered my house, you know, they opened the gate and, you know, we drove in and everybody were coming to me. You know, I couldn't, I don't even know their names. Oh, but I mean, oh, wow. it was so, yeah. I, I was so excited. But I think the, the best part of it was I had a good time with my families, you know, to see them, to get to know them, you know. Mm-hmm. you know, And they were there for me all these years. You understand? And, you know, I, I made it in such a way that, you know, my holidays, my vacation was not just running around. I didn't yeah, visit too many people. Yeah. I needed to be with my family. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and I enjoyed that moment. You know, for me, that was really something valuable. So, so I, I'm going to ask you a question. This is a silly question, but it's an important one. If you, had, if you were stuck on an island. Mm-hmm. Deserted island question. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Deserted island. And you had to pick four staff members to be on the four island with. Four staff members. Hmm. Okay. Who would those would staff Stephen members? Would three of them? Huh? Okay. <laughs> Don't influence. You keep your mouth <laughs> shut over there, Gormley. <laughs> Who would those four staff members be? And I'm saying four because there's a lot more than that on staff. So no one. How can many? How many? How many? How many number do we have already? Because I must say, up to now, I, think, I do not know well, all their names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how will I well, how will I mention those ones? You that don't know their names. So now, so now, yeah, yeah I, I see. Hope you know yeah, some of them I don't know their names, but so, I, I I appreciate them so much. But I don't yeah. know their names. I can't even mention their names. We well, all appreciate. Yeah, I mean, the when shout you, out you and Father Matthew gave at mass, that was sweet. yeah. I mean, so obviously there's a ton of when you talk about the school staff and the Little Saints staff and the parish. I mean, there are a lot of staff members here. We even have the part time people yeah. and all that. But just any, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It could be from the school. Deeply, it could personal. be from the parish. Yeah. But four, Steve's four going. staff members. <laughs> No, I, yeah. I just want to see uh, who be offended. Should I reduce it? You yeah, but then I you should ask him what books would he take. <laughs> what would be his favorite movie? So, no, that's not accusatory. Hey, hey, when it's your, it's not accusatory. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. just when a it's silly question. Don't read into it. You can ask your book question, theologian. I will. I will. Yeah, but okay, let's just put it. God the Father. God the Father. You know, even in the Bible, it was said that God has no favorites. You know. So, see, and then as so a it's, priest, it's we a will always, always go with that because <laughs> all of them, you understand? All right. But, but <laughs> Jesus did, your but Jesus did take only three up the mountain of uh, Mount Tabor. So, who, okay, I'll reduce it to three. Who are the three? Oh, the three. <laughs> uh, I mean, still on that, you know, because for the fact that Jesus took those ones, it, it, it wasn't, you know, in the idea that they were much better than the other ones, you right. understand? Because. Right. Sure. In, in, I mean, Peter, Peter was, was uh, even the worst. He was you awful, know? yeah. So do you understand? So it, <laughs> Which is it, why they gave him For governance. me, it wouldn't just so pastoral. It, it, it wouldn't even pass, you know, through that because, I mean, that yeah. would be, you know, something because, I mean, what you would ask me, then I would look at this way because the staff, we have the best, the amazing staff here. I would, I would agree understand? with that. So you, you can't choose this and leave this and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, it's something that would take me... Forever oh, but, to. Oh, I know, but here's the thing. Okay, who would you take? 
Oh, you can't spin the question on me right now. But me because I'm. It's funny. not about being favorites. It's about who do you need if you're on a deserted island? Oh Who's yeah, you don't need. Oh, you don't need me on a deserted island, right? Like no, that's I'm a, the I'm question. So it's not. A, it's definitely not I'm about a favorites. Human it's just like in a survival like, okay, situation. Okay, all right, all right. I'll I'll answer the question. I'll answer <laughs> okay, the question okay, first because it's okay, only fair. Okay? okay, if I'm on a deserted island, I am hands down going to take Dan House. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah, a handyman. He's, you got the okay, handyman. You got to get the okay. handyman. Okay. He'll whittle you a ship. Yeah, like he's <laughs> he's he's potentially my way off the island. Right? Okay, okay. Uh, and then I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna probably, and I'm not. I'm not sucking up right now. I'm probably gonna take you with me. <laughs> Okay, because okay. I need the sacraments. Okay, I need the sacraments. Just okay. in case Dan's boat sinks, I need last right, last right, last right. <laughs> All right, Viatica. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. And then Wilson would be your extraordinary minister of holy. Communion. Oh no, no, I, I have, I have the third. Okay, here we go. The third would be Ashley Orlando, because. She can play the kazoo, and if we're bored on the island, nice. Ashley will lead us in song like she did when we sang happy, uh, birthday. happy birthday to the staff with the kazoo. That makes sense. So there's my that three. Makes sense. Oh, okay. okay. There you go. No yeah. offense to everyone else. It's no, just, no, 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 is, no, 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 no. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's an it, island I mean, question. It's good because then if you, as a priest, then you need a lot of people because you need liturgy, you need communication, you need... Yeah, but you I only mean, got that was three. Like, I, I, you know, three was not enough. <laughs> so really, I mean, if we increase it up to 40, so then, you know... I don't know. Who would I take? Who would I take? I would take, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I would take Sue Doolin. Okay. Uh, I would take. You got to explain that. I will. I will. I okay. will. Sue Doolin, uh-huh. Adam Smythe, uh-huh. and uh, Brian Jones. Okay. Adam Smythe would build the canoe out of like a felled palm tree. Okay. Uh, and I, I didn't know he could do that. I didn't I'm, know. I'm learning so, He's a, he's a woodworker. He, he does okay. woodworking. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, and then, oh, I'd have my canoe. I'd be in the canoe, and I would have Sue and Brian paddle, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> They're such workers. I just watch them go, and I'd just be wow. like, "Wow, yeah." Wow. And we would leave Adam behind because there's not enough room in the canoe. Wow. He should have made it bigger. That's okay. Difficult. Here's the thing: I said that you could take them on the island. I didn't say that you could make them your slaves and then abandon <laughs> and abandon at least one of them. <laughs> that wasn't a part of the deal. Wow, I hope they watch this. Should have made the canoe bigger, Adam. See ya. <laughs> all right, all right. Wilson's taking up too much room. So here's what happened. We totally. All right, we'll let we'll let you out of this one, Father. You don't have to answer since exactly. we've incriminated ourselves enough. Whoops. Nice. Oops. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> favorite subject. It was a good question for you. Though. Yeah, it was a good question. Quote unquote. Favorite subject for you to study when you were in seminary. Favorite topic. It can be a subject. It can be a topic. It can be a theologian. That was, you know, when I was studying theology. Yeah. I mean, doing yeah. theology. Yeah, like, did you fall in love with patristics? Did you like Augustine? Did you want to do scripture more? Did you like moral theology? Are you a JP2, TOB kind oh, yeah, of guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. That was at some point. But then if you are looking at theology, because JP2, when I studied in JP2, was already on a specialization kind of studies, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but when I was studying theology, I love moral theology. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I love bioethics. Bioethics Bio- is something okay. I love. I, actually, I was that was what I wanted to do, you know, under my specialization before mm. the bishop wanted something next. So, I mean, those are, the, those are the, Ugh, oh, Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're up. Let's uh, <laughs> ask another alienating question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to ask. Uh, all right. So, I, uh, I appreciate that you are a very active person. 
priest. Um, you like to go to the gym, correct? Yes, I do. And what is? We're talking curves. We're talking jazzercise. Yeah, we're, no, <laughs> not Orange Theory, not any of those. So, uh, so what what does what does that mean to your life as a part of your your routine? Because I know it's important to you, and I and it's I think it's important. There's it's become more important in my life since I had kids because I realized like taking care of ourselves is the one of the things that we do have a little bit of control over mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, so what does that mean to you in your priesthood in terms of like taking care of yourself and stuff like that, physically eating well, exercising, all of that? I mean, health is everything. Mm-hmm. If you are healthy, you can, I mean, when I say healthy, truly healthy, you can do a lot of things. And I think the, in, the, in the life of a priest, a priest needs to be very healthy. Okay. So, which I consider it, you know, exercising is very, very, very important because yeah. we deal with a lot of emotions. People do not understand the time I sit two hours in the confession. Right. I mean, confession is one of the toughest ministry ever. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. It's one of the toughest ministry. And it comes to the point that you can't even shout, not because of the heaviness of people's sin, but because of the heaviness of their burdens. You understand? So, and the time you're absorbing, you're not absorbing because you are taking away their sins on your own self. But at the same time, all the emotions accumulated with everything. Sometimes people come for confession, not necessarily because of their sin, but because of what they are going through. So there's no other way you can deal with that, you know, in order to be able to, you know, perform your ministry actively without being healthy. So that's why, I, you know, since, I mean, all my life, for a very long time, going to gym, exercising my body, it helps a lot. And sometimes, you know, you want, there are some decisions, some emails that will come to you. You don't even want to, Respond to those emails without when you are on a very healthy and stable mind. Right. So some things I have to let them go. Especially when I feel the weight on me. Then exercise myself and feel much better than probably tomorrow. Right. So, I mean, it's very, very important for me. Right. So if I go to confession with you and then you go out and run a marathon right after... Everyone well, will know. Everyone will know just <laughs> no, how bad no, no. my sins are. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, 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 just, not just because of your sins. I mean, Stephen, generally. an Iron Man is coming up in three weeks. Can you save your every every that? time <laughs> I go to confession? Father Kingsley sets a new PR. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you do that all the time because one, you just want to stay with people. Yeah, where they are. Mm-hmm. So when people come to confession, not necessarily you are not the Christ that is taking away their sins, but. I mean, it's such a privilege, you know, that Christ allows you to participate in the work of salvation as a priest. Mm. You understand? But that does not mean that, because you're not a superhuman being. There are things that we hear. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it has some, you know, you understand? You, yeah. you feel it in your body. Yeah, you can't you help it. You yeah. can't help it. So, exercise is not necessarily because you're going to do that immediately after the confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very, very helpful. Even before, you can also do that even before you know, you come to confession. Because if there's something you are feeling, you know, you're not really feeling okay before you come to confession, you're going to feel it even the way you respond to people or the way people, you, people need that kind of insight. Yeah. So when you feel, personally, when I feel light, so, I can easily give out something. Yeah. So what's your favorite way to exercise? Like, do you prefer to row? Do you prefer to run? Do you prefer to lift weights? Like, which, what's your life? Yeah, I, I do everything. You know, when I, I go to gym, I spend at least two hours in gym. 
Okay. So of course I'm gonna do cardio, which is yeah, you know, important. do cardio is very important. Then of course I wanted to make sure that I don't have, you know, walk, you know, I wanna I'm, I'm still young, I wanna look good, you know. <laughs> so so I do everything. And he I does. mean I do and everything. I mean for yeah. me. For but what's me. your but what's your favorite? Like if you like had to like because every like everyone has the things in the gym that they do, they but do. they like don't necessarily like it. But oh, it's like, leg uh, day. yeah, yeah, leg day, right? Oh, walking so, on the abs. I, I walked a lot on my abs. Is that what you? Yeah, that's your favorite. Abs. Yeah, is my favorite because so I core need, strength. Oh yeah, core strength is exactly, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. I, I I wanted I do that a lot. Yeah, and that actually impacts everything else that you do. Anyway, yeah, exactly, it's yeah. the most. It's but I must do it. Things. I may do. I may not do cardio. Yeah, but I I can't remember any day I went to the gym without doing. The abs. Okay. All right. So at another point, not just this, like me, uh, not on this podcast, uh, <laughs> I'm going to challenge you and we're going to, we're going to record it okay. uh, for, for the parish, okay. maybe for the, I don't know if anyone wants to see this, but we're going to, we're going to have a competition. I don't know where this is going, but I want to, it's going it. to be, it's going to be a sit up competition. Oh, okay. Next time on today. Yeah. Not today. Not okay. today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got, <laughs> he's ready. He was, he was ready. No, no, no. He was ready. Not that I'm ready. Just I say, need to ask. I need yeah. to. My, <laughs> gym, my gym just opened on Monday. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But we're going to do it, and it's going to be really fun. And, and Gomer, you can uh, you can be the judge. Yeah. Oh, judge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'll judge. We'll, we'll figure it out. Judge. We'll figure out the details later. It'll either be like a okay. timed thing to get to like 100 setups, something simple. Okay. But we'll do it, and uh, we'll put that content out there. Okay. And it'll be me versus you, and we'll okay. see who can pull it off. I I mean. I'm into it. All right. I think <laughs> I think I think we should make this a thing. Okay. It should be we should also include Brian Jones. Okay. Also does yeah. Let's get a few other stuff. And we there. should include Michelle Jones, Brian's wife. Money on Michelle killing all. Oh of yeah, them. Michelle Jones. <laughs> she will crush. Yeah. When she like when she uh, squats, she holds Brian on her shoulders. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that. We, we can either confirm but, nor deny. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I would Brian's say. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So, anyways. Cool. So. When you are preaching a homily, you always preach with passion. You preach uh, as someone prepared. How do you prepare for a homily that you're going to give on a Sunday? Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, I start, if, if I'm preaching on a weekend, uh, which is Saturday or Sunday, I begin even on Monday. Mm -hmm. I open the word for that weekend, read it, begin to pray. I do not, uh, though, there is a, a team. There's something that they, you know, you can, when you read the weekend readings, you can say, okay, yeah, this weekend looks like love. Mm -hmm. You know, you know that. But I, I don't really go, you know, I read it on Monday. I begin to pray. Probably I visit it again on Tuesday, Wednesday. Before Thursday, by the grace of God, as I open myself to the Holy Spirit, I begin to get some insight, you know. So before Friday or Saturday, already I begin to put my thoughts uh, sometimes I write them down, you know, put my thoughts or the way that I, the structure of the homily, then now bring in some of the things that I needed to talk. But at the same time, telling the Holy Spirit that, you know, you still take the lead. I'm, I'm not going to feel bad if on the day of that, you know, when I'm going to give the homily, even if it changes, I'm not going to feel bad. So that means I do not necessarily hold on to what I want to give to the people of God. I have to do my job, but at the same time, if God decides to reroute, I'm still going to follow the lead. If he calls an audible and you got to change it up yes. on the fly. Yeah, yes. I, I once heard uh, from uh, a friend who's a Catholic speaker 
I was really nervous before I was going to give a talk for something in youth ministry. And she was like, don't worry about it. If you've prepared and you're open to the Holy Spirit, it really doesn't matter anyways, because God is going to do what needs to happen to those words by the time they leave your mouth and enter someone else's ears, because you don't know where the recipient is at and where their heart is at. Yes. And that took a lot of the burden and freedom. As long as I do my due diligence before yeah. giving a talk of like preparing and praying through it, um, that it's not up to me. It's up to God and the Holy yes. Spirit. So that's I awesome. Did. Yeah. 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 Very good. All right. I think we uh, should each ask one, one final one final question, and then okay. we're going to let you go, especially because we didn't really prepare you for this. We just saw you. In we the literally hallway. pulled him aside <laughs> after a meeting. And was like, "What are you doing right now? We want to put you on the cross." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it looks good on you. You've been doing them abs. All right. So, so we're going to ask. We're going to ask two final questions. All right. I, I just uh, you go first. I just I asked the question. Oh, I thought you wanted to TikTok it. TikTok? No, but it's the final TikTok? question. Final okay. round. It's I'm going to go ask. It's you, a final you, round. Go, you ask yours. Uh, okay. What does your morning spirituality look like? Uh, the number one question I get from adults is, yeah. how do I build a prayer life? And a lot of it centers around, and this is for adults who have like a normal J-O-B job kind of thing in the daytime. What's the first thing people should be doing to orient themselves to God? So what's it like for you and, and what words would you give to others? So as soon as I wake up from my bed, you know, sometimes you're going to, it depends on whether you're going to wake, your alarm going to wake you up or you, you, <laughs> you just, hit snooze, you, know, you, you wake right up, back. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I begin with a kind of grateful heart. Mm -hmm. You know, begin to thank God, even uh, I, then I have to do some, you know, you know do some push-up because I need to wake up the body also so that the body will climb as the spirit want to climb at the same time. Oh, so I do up. some okay. push-up to wake myself up. See, it's all tied yeah. together. So like uh, do that, then begin to, you know, prepare myself for the opening, you know, morning prayer. Of course, I definitely have to do morning prayer, do some spiritual readings. Um, then if I have mass, of course, this takes, and normally just, generally I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't take too, you know, early breakfast, so I will not take, I will take only coffee. So I've already made coffee in my room, so just just to you know wake up Bam. my brain also. Yeah. So so from there, if I'm going to the mass, generally I don't like to talk, you know, mm -hmm. before I celebrate the sacrament. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to the mass, some people I've seen some deacons say, "Oh, Father, are you are you angry this one? I'm not angry with anybody. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm in the zone. I'm preparing exactly. Yeah. So I don't want anything to come in between That's what awesome. I'm going to celebrate. So I'm, yeah. that does not mean that I will not answer their question, but it's right. not like on a just. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're not, not, you're not going to yeah. be a chatty cat. Exactly. Before. So I don't want that that morning. You know. So that's how gradually. That's because cool. I'm. You know, I like that. It takes up just on a very slow spiritual way. But consistent. So some of the things I've been doing, I keep doing them. Yeah. Every morning, because you know, as much as I'm gonna wake up every morning, I do them. So that becomes kind of my second character, you know, my second nature of, you know, waking up, thanking God, doing some push-up, you know, whatever, waking myself up, then begin to do morning prayers, you know. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. I mean, I I feel like uh, that's one advantage that uh, religious priests have uh over diocesan priests is that they can put their hood up when they're headed to mass mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's away. the symbol stay away i'm in prayer so we just need to get you a that's, no that's why <laughs> jesus invented earbuds we, we just pop those that's right we in. just need to get you a sweatshirt and you put your hood up when you're walking across the parking lot and everyone will leave you alone <laughs> all right okay so all right so i get to ask the last question mm -hmm. um and i'm gonna go with, like the typical youth ministry route on this uh who is your favorite saint 
outside of the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, who are your, who's your favorite saint and why? St. John, St. John Paul II. Mm. Yeah, because mm. St. John Paul II mm. is you one a, that mm, has that. really, really <laughs> done a lot of spiritual revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, especially when you come to, because, you know, the way we know him a lot was that of his passion for youth ministry, for young people. He was so yeah. passionate for young couples, you know, talking about vocation. So he was so much in line with helping people to be focused, to know that they are created for something. So your life is not something that just happened accidentally. So, of course, you know, when I studied at his institute in Rome, that made it more, I became so much in love with him. You know? yeah. So we, in the, it's so beautiful to see that at the Institute of John Paul II in Vatican Rome, you know, his heart, you know, the relics you have in the chapel is, his heart. Mm. So, because cool. he was so much, he loved the institute so much. Yeah. So, I mean, that for me, that's, a, you know, the saint I love so much. He's a very practical saint, like many saints, but this is for me because, you know, his passion, his love, his joy for family, you know, yeah. he did extensively. Everything he did was, if you summarize it, is on how to help people to discover and enjoy their vocation. Yeah, mm. yeah. Vocation, when we are talking about not just vocation only, vocation to priesthood, right? Yeah. But marriage life also. So he, he, yeah, yeah. There was a. It was either Opus Dei or Regnum Christi. I can't remember which one, but they took together a just a collection of his quotes from maybe fifteen or twenty years and mm-hmm. put them in a book, a booklet called "The Meaning of Vocation." Okay. And I have bought that fifteen, twenty times mm-hmm. because it is just reading those quotes are so powerful. I, yeah. I love them to death. Yeah. Um, when you were studying in Rome at the JP2 Institute, mm-hmm. right? Did you study under Father Livio Molina? Exactly. So he was the president of the institute when I was there. I yeah. love him. Yeah, he's such an so awesome. much. <laughs> how did you know? How do you know him? Sharing in Christ's Virtues, which is one of his books, which oh, comes from one of the class, okay. was from uh, was what a part of my thesis was written on because okay. I study virtue ethics. Yeah, and he just was removed from the faculty mm. from this role. And so I have been trying to tweet him saying, even though he doesn't have a Twitter, saying, you can come and crash at my house and just help <laughs> out with parish stuff. Like, it's totally cool. I'll make, yeah. I'll give up my office probably. Maybe not my office. He can have my couch. No, we'll give, we'll give up your office for him. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. For him, we'll give up but, I love, but you got to study under him. No, no, no. He was the president oh, he was of the, the institute okay. when I was there. And oh, he was Olivia also in the committee for my defense mm. when I was there. He's such a thorough. He's yeah. well. It's interesting yes, to think so. how and how John Paul II is still decades after his his passing because i think we just celebrated his 100th birthday if he were still alive yeah, like days, two I weeks ago yeah one of these days yeah this yeah. month yeah. and uh like i know for me that was john paul ii is what hands I, down yeah. the reason why i work for the church yeah. and why, he's the reason why i'm catholic yeah, he's absolutely. the reason why i'm still catholic and why yeah. my kids yeah i mean yeah. and i think that going for me it was when i was 15 i saw him in canada at world mm-hmm. youth day okay. and that was like the moment that yeah. was the moment that changed it was like you you knew you were seeing a saint by that yeah. point too there was something yeah. really powerful about that so and then going in college studying in austria where we you know we we did a trip up to Poland for the first time for me yep. and yep. walking powerful. through the footsteps of his life and yeah. seeing what he was up against before, long before he became Pope, mm-hmm. it explained why he was able to be such a powerful oh, yeah. uh, Pope. Yeah, so. because being a saint is not just someone that is, is you know, being removed from the realities yeah. of people's life. Right, not yeah. at all. What makes you a saint? That you are involved. You are part of the journey of people's life. Yeah. You understand? So, and he understood it very well that it's not easy to answer the call to married life. Mm-hmm. He, he knew that 
you know, couples, they needed support. They needed yeah. someone to be there for them to say, we understand. You're not just, you know, you know, priests or bishops who just only sit in the office to do the paperwork for the couples. Yeah. <laughs> do you understand? You really need to ask them, how is it going? How is the reality of your vocation? Yeah. So that makes him, like what you're saying, you know, that impact. You can feel the heartbeat of John Paul II because you, you know in his writings, he has something for you. Yeah, not just you know writing an abstract, but something that is very, very. Yeah, yeah. I got to go see him at one of his last Wednesday audiences before he passed. Oh, and I was up. I was there in Austria, and uh, we had this plan. There's 175 of us students from Franciscan, and we had this plan. They said that oftentimes groups, when they're named in front of the Pope, they stand up and if they're a choir, they'll sing some choral piece or whatever. And so we were like, what are we going to do? We're like, well, we're from a, a 70s charismatic school. What should we do? <laughs> and I said, we're going to stand up and sing, come Holy Spirit, let the fire fall. Cool. So we got all the students on board. And then they said, uh, and we were the very last people called. The priest, the Monsignor, that's a uh, uh, student from Franciscan University. Of, and he didn't finish. We erupt like soccer hooligans, wow. screaming <laughs> at the top of our lungs for 20 seconds. And then I jump on top of my chair and I go, three, two, one, come, Holy Spirit. It was awful. <laughs> it was so awful. And the Pope is sitting there and he's just going like this because at that time he was yeah, very he was bent like, over. He was, yeah. And he's just doing the sign of the cross. And then we end and then we spend two minutes chanting, JP2, we love you. And we're all crying. Yeah, we are yeah, all. Yeah, the yeah, Wednesday it, audience it, hasn't even <laughs> started yet. Yeah. They've just introduced it. So then he does this thing and we're everyone, you know, you're so moved to so this. And he is being uh, wheeled away pushed away in his wheelchair and then he stops and i'm watching him and he points back to the microphone so he wheels him up to the microphone and half the room has already cleared out and he goes and to the students jp2 loves you too and we lost i love even i mean near the end of his life i, said, I love it yeah. we we uh i was there when i was in austria it was pope benedict's first year second yeah, year yeah, yeah. i think in, in office in and uh we did not we did not uh do that no. we, did, we did erupt but we didn't <laughs> act like fools but uh but it was still just as, as cool of an experience that's so. awesome all right and speaking well, of cool experiences thank you father kingsley, yeah, father kingsley for joining us this was awesome uh thank you for joining us especially at the last minute oh we, yeah, yeah i mean that's what our lives for we done i mean you go wherever the wind blows. <laughs> you go wherever Stephen <laughs> said. Wherever the Holy Spirit. And then the wind blows. The wind. Wherever he wheels. <laughs> a lot so, of hot air, a lot of hot and, air. Uh, and thank you so much, Father Kingsley, also for your priesthood and for saying yes, because you have, in, in one year's time, you have truly changed a lot of lives here in the Woodlands, so we're grateful for that, including both of us. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank you very me. much for joining us, everyone, on Vimeo, the Baby Boomers YouTube. God bless you all. Stay <laughs> See classy. you guys next week. Uh, thank you, guys.